Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 35 of Revelation chapter 14. And we're going to look at verse 13. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Write, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. And we were discussing this in our last study. The dead in Christ does not mean physically dead, but those people that Christ saved are dead in him as he died for their sins. That's how God views them. And those dead are dying, present active participle, in an ongoing way, from henceforth, from now, in the time of judgment. And this dying in the Lord has to do with taking up our cross, as each believer is commanded by the Lord to take up our cross daily and follow him. And therefore, as dying, we live. We're, we're still uh, physically alive, and each day as we attempt, by the grace of God, to put to death our fleshly desires, we are crucifying the flesh and, and the world and so forth. And, and that's what is in view here in the time of Judgment Day. Blessed are the dead which are dying in the Lord from henceforth. And then it says, at the end of verse 13, Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors. And this is referring back to the dead who are dying in the Lord. The the uh, people that God saved that are still living on the earth in the day of judgment. God says that they may rest from their labors. Now, the Greek word translated as rest is Strong's number 373. And it literally means, because it's a compound word, and when you look up each of the two words that, that make up this word, it would literally mean everyone cease, or every person, or every everyone cease, and uh, cease from their labors. And uh, this same word is, is found in Revelation chapter 6, and um, I'll read from verse 9 into verse 11. Revelation 6 verse 9 says, And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And white robes were given unto every one of them, and it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season 
until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. Now, uh, this picture that God is giving us in Revelation 6 of the souls of them that were slain for the word of God under the altar is language describing those that were saved during the church age. And we can know it has to do with the people saved during the church age because God says they should rest yet for a little season. And the reference to a little season is a key phrase that really defines it as the Great Tribulation. For instance, in Revelation 20, verse 3, when Satan was cast into the bottomless pit, it says in the middle of the verse that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled, and after that he must be loosed a little season. And the time of Satan's loosing is called the Great Tribulation. So these the souls of of those that were saved they're under the altar the altar typifies Christ and and so they're covered by the blood of the Lord Jesus they're told that they should rest yet for a little season that is for the entire period of the great tribulation until their fellow servants and their brethren should be killed as they were should be fulfilled That is, these people that are saved by God during the church age, they had their period of ministry, and it was to minister the gospel to the world through the churches and congregations, in the churches and congregations, throughout the 1955 years of the church age. Then... They should rest for a little season because the church age ended in 1988 and the Great Tribulation began at the same time. The end of the church age is the beginning of the Great Tribulation. And and so their labor, their uh, efforts, their work was um, taking place in the churches during the church age. And their work ceased. They could be identified with the two witnesses of Revelation 11 as God's word ministered the gospel to the world through the churches and congregations at that time. And then the two witnesses were killed. And not saying that there were people, but the the witness of the word of God within the churches and congregations of the world concluded at the end of the church age, which would have simultaneously ended the works of God's people within the churches and congregations, causing them to cease from their labor, to cease from their work in the way they had been working for almost 2,000 years. In encouraging people to come to church and hear the pastor and so forth. And and so they are to rest. Remember, everyone cease. Rest yet for a little season. So stop your work that, that has been going on in the churches uh, all these centuries. The time has come to end that 
and and you will rest throughout the period of the of the great tribulation because God had another plan for another group that he would call out of the churches to minister to the people outside of the church during the second part of the great tribulation in which a great multitude would become saved now uh when we go back to revelation 14 and again in verse 13 yea saith the spirit that they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them that is they may cease from their labors now this is in talking about uh as revelation 6 was speaking of those in the church this verse in revelation 14 is set in the context of judgment day beginning and judgment day began may 21 2011 and therefore this is speaking to those people that god was utilizing to share his word outside of the churches during the latter rain period of the second part of the great tribulation and and so they are to rest from their labors and you know uh, we're we're helped with understanding what this word labors mean when we go to a verse in the old testament if we go back to exodus chapter 23 exodus 23 and in verse 16 uh, god says here in the feast of harvest the first fruits of thy labors which thou hast sown in the field and the feast of ingathering which is in the end of the year when thou hast gathered in thy labors out of the field now notice how the word labors is used twice and it's used in association with the first fruits and it's used in association with the feast of ingathering, the final fruits that come in at the end of the year. Now we, we've learned a while ago that God pictures his salvation program through times and seasons and especially we see it laid out in Joel chapter 2 little book of Joel which has three chapters and in Joel 2 we read in verse 23 be glad then ye children of Zion and rejoice in Jehovah your God for he has given you the former rain moderately, which is better translated as righteously, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. Now that that final statement is also better understood, and the latter rain as the first. And here God is laying out his program for rain, and rain has to do with the Lord sending down from heaven his word. And the rain will bring in fruit. First, there is the former rain, the former righteous rain, and 
Then there's the former rain or early rain, and then the latter rain. And with these rains, God had a plan to bring in three seasons of fruit. And each of these seasons, by the way, are tied to the three main feasts that God required all the males of Judah to appear before him in the place that he would choose. And and so there was the feast of Passover, in which uh, the lamb was slain. There was the feast of Pentecost, uh, which celebrated the first fruits. And the third and final feast was the feast of Tabernacles, which was held simultaneously with ingathering in the Hebrew seventh month. And it's very interesting how God fulfilled those feasts in what they pointed to when the Lord Jesus went to the cross in 33 AD. He was declared to be the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. And as he was hanging on the cross, it was at the time of the Passover. And then 50 days later, it was first fruits, Pentecost, and the Holy Spirit was poured out, as we read in Acts chapter 2, and Acts 2 also tells us that the day of Pentecost was fully come. That is, the spiritual meaning of Pentecost had always been the outpouring of the Spirit of God to evangelize the world and bring in the first fruits. Revelation 14 tells us the 144,000 are the first fruits unto God, which they represent all those people God saved throughout the, the 1955 years of the church age. And then the third and final feast was in gathering held at the end of the year. And this would relate to the little season of the great tribulation in which a great multitude became saved out of every tribe and nation and tongue. And, and, and the rain would produce each one of these crops. The former righteous rain fell in the Old Testament, especially when the nation of Israel was formed, and the Lord Jesus was the fruit that came forth that that rain produced. Then the rain fell again. The former or early rain throughout the New Testament church age to bring in the first fruits unto God. Following that came the latter rain during the about 17 year period of the second part of the Great Tribulation producing that great multitude. And and that would be the third and final rain. There's no other season. That's it. That completed God's salvation program. And it's also interesting that following each period of rain and then the fruit would come a period of famine. So when the Lord Jesus was declared to be the Lamb of God by John the Baptist, that signaled the beginning of his three-and-a-half-year ministry, um, we, we could actually know to the day was 1,335 days, according to the reference in Daniel chapter 12. And that period of Christ's ministry was a spiritual famine. 
because virtually no one was being saved, despite the fact that the Lord Jesus was the perfect preacher. Well, following the the 1,335 days, and that 1,335 would take us to Pentecost, then um, was the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and the beginning of another period of rain, the early rain. And that rain would fall for almost 2,000 years. But then in 1988, the the early rain ceased. The fruit had been uh, already brought in. All the first fruits, everyone saved, had already been saved. And then God brought a famine of 2,300 evening mornings, the first part of the Great Tribulation period. Well, it was in September 1994 that that famine ended of the 2300 evening mornings, and at the time, uh, in a jubilee year, God stretched forth his hand a second time to recover the remnant of his people, and it was the outpouring, the beginning of the latter rain. And, and then the word of the Lord went forth in an unparalleled way, and um, really unprecedented, that the whole world heard the gospel message, uh, fear God and give glory to him. And God used the primarily the message of Judgment Day, May 21, 2011, to, to warn the world and to draw his people unto himself to save that great multitude. And then, after the 23rd year, the 8400th day, the rain, the latter rain ceased. And the Great Tribulation ended. But notice the pattern. The pattern had been rain, the former righteous rain throughout the Old Testament. Then the fruit comes. Christ is announced as the Lamb of God. Then a famine. The the period of Christ's ministry. Then again, the rain. The rain of the the early rain uh, throughout the church age. The fruit was completely brought in by the end of the church age, then the famine of the first part of the Great Tribulation, 2300 days. Then again, the reign of the latter reign for uh, 6100 days of, of um, the second part of the Great Tribulation, and then the conclusion, which meant that all the fruit, all of that great multitude was saved by the completion of the Great Tribulation in the latter rain, the little season. And what follows? A famine. A famine of Judgment Day. Judgment Day, at which we are presently in, and very likely may be 1,600 days in duration, follows the pattern that God has established. Rain, fruit, famine. In, in each one of the three seasons. Well, with, with the rain that produced Christ the fruit, followed by famine. The rain that produced the first fruits, followed by famine. The rain that produced the great multitude, the final fruits, followed by the famine of 1600 days of Judgment Day, a very likely 1600 day time period, it follows along perfectly. Well, the labor that Exodus twenty three sixteen speaks of is laboring in, in the first fruits, laboring 
in the final fruits. And then Revelation 14.13 is saying, well, then your labor ceases. And that's uh, in agreement with what we read in James 5, verse 7. Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth, and has long patience for it, until he received the early and latter rain. And the implication is, once he receives those rains, the the early, the church age, and the latter, the 6,100 days of the uh, second part of the Great Tribulation, then patience uh, has come to a close, and God will now judge the world. And that's what he did. And, and he ended his evangelization program as a major part of his overall judgment. Now, back in Revelation 14, and um, the last part of verse 13, it says, Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors. And we, we had already seen that um, in Revelation 6, the ones that were saved during the church age were told to rest for the little season. You see, they were the workers that labored in the vineyard or or in the field to produce the crop of first fruits. Once they accomplished that job, well, now you rest, you cease from your work. And here in Revelation 14:13, now, the overall work of the harvest is complete. Because, as Exodus 23.16 said, uh, you bring in your labors of first fruits and your labors of the final fruits. And now, all those that labored in the field, which is the world, in the gospel, ministering the gospel to the people of the world, warning them of the approach of Judgment Day, that God would shut the door and end his salvation program and and God use their testimony and witness to save all those that he intended to save. Well, now, once the Great Tribulation, the little season, the final season of rain and final harvest at the end of the year and the ingathering of the final fruits, once that finishes... Now, you rest from your labors also. And then it goes on to say, and their works do follow them. Their works. And and that's a, a significant way of putting it. If we turn to 1 Corinthians 3, God looks at ministering the gospel and, and those who minister the gospel with him uh, for his behalf, as a work. In 1 Corinthians 3, we we read in verse 8, Now he that planteth, and he that watereth are one. And every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. If we have shared the gospel in any way at all, to any degree, we have labored in the gospel... In time past, maybe we were in the churches at that time when God was using them, or outside of the churches recently during the latter rain. 
and and so God here is talking about our labor. And what was the labor of Exodus twenty three sixteen? First fruits and final fruits. And and so this has to do with planting and watering with the precious fruit of the earth, God's elect. And then in verse nine, for we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry, ye are God's building. And and God is now joining together two different figures, one of husbandry. Remember, he's the husbandman that waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth and his long patience until he received those rains, the early and the latter rain. And there's also another long-standing uh, picture that the Bible uses of constructing a temple or building a city or building a wall, uh, several images, and they all point to the same thing of bringing together those elect that were predestinated to salvation from before the foundation of the world, that they hear the gospel, be redeemed, and added unto the holy city Jerusalem or to the wall or or to the house of God, the spiritual house, uh, whose house are we, as Hebrews 3 says. So here God is is being very plain. We are laborers together with him, with God. Ye are God's husbandry, ye are God's building. In case there was any mistaking these word pictures that God has been giving us in Exodus 23:16 of first fruits and and the rains and seasons and so forth well uh, this verse helps to clarify it and then it goes on to say according to the grace of God which is given unto me as a wise master builder i have laid the foundation and another buildeth thereon but let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon for other foundation can no man lay and that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide, which he has built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. Well, the the work is not physical labor, building a, a physical building or working to uh, bring in physical crops. It's all spiritual, bringing in souls of God's elect. and And so when we read, Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. Well, that has all kinds of meaning, uh, as, as God is indicating. It has to do with those people that were saved, their labor in the field. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. 
For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.